We are joined now in studio by two guests who were at this morning's economic forecast from the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough. We have an economist, Dr. Michael Walden. First of all, thank you so much for making time to be here. We also have from the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough, Ian Scott. Thank you as well. Andrew, thank you. And uh, first of all, this was uh, the annual economic forecast for the area and the state and the nation. So let's not bury the lead. What is the economic forecast for us here? We'll start locally and then kind of work outward from there. Well, locally, it's very good. Um, The area has been growing tremendously. Uh, One of the uh, interesting statistics I uncovered when I uh, spoke to the group was that if you look at um, weekly earnings, which have actually declined when you adjust for inflation over the last several years. Actually, they grew in the Chapel Hill-Durham metropolitan area, which is uh, very unusual and I think very much a sign of the vibrant economy here. Um, well, this region will be influenced by what happens nationally. Uh, nationally, what economists think will happen in 2024 is, number one, no recession. Uh, most economists expected a recession last year. We did not have that, which was good for economists to be wrong, including me. But no recession. But I, I, everything is going to be keyed off of when and how much will the Federal Reserve reduce interest rates. They're really in the driver's seat in terms of uh, how fast the economy moves and, and what direction it moves. My particular forecast is that they are not going to lower interest rates in the first half of the year, which means that effectively loans will still be expensive Um, I think there may be some bumpiness the way I like to put it. I think there'll be some potholes in the economy in the first half of the year, but there won't be a a crevice that uh, you're going to send you off a cliff. So I don't think an official recession, but for some industries like commercial real estate, uh, where a lot of things have been happening, it may feel like a recession. Good news is in the second half, I think the Federal Reserve will be in interest rate cutting mode. I think they could cut interest rates several times, and I think that will boost the economy from any sort of shortfalls it might have had in the first half. That's the voice of Dr. Michael Walden. He gave the keynote address at the Chamber's economic forecast earlier today. And you talked about um, kind of avoiding a recession that a lot of folks thought we were headed toward. And mm-hmm. I know this is a forecast, but if we could look back a little bit, <laughs> uh, what, how did that happen? How do you think that recession was avoided and what lessons are there to be learned? Uh, there? I think a couple things. One, um, Households were still able. Households drive the economy. Consumer spending drives the economy. Seventy percent of economic activity is based on consumer spending. Economists thought last year that due to the tremendous hike in interest rates, Federal Reserve in the background is actually pulling money out of the economy. That that would motivate uh, households to cut back on their spending. They did not. I think what saved us from that happening is households still had unspent COVID money left over, and they were drawing down on that. I think, number two, many economists were worried about the uh, oil situation, higher oil prices with the conflict in uh, not only um, Europe with Russia and uh, Ukraine, but now the new conflict in the Middle East. That didn't happen, and I think mainly because we had record oil production, record. No, no, No year did we have more oil production in the U.S. than last year, 2023. And then third thing I think is, and this gets a little bit in the weeds, um, the the Biden administration has been pumping money and spending in the economy through things like um, their climate initiatives, their CHIPS programs, 
Um, and also, interestingly, all the money we send to Ukraine, we get 70% of it back because Ukraine is spending it on munitions here in the U.S. So that's a boost to the economy. So I think those three things kept us out of a recession in 2023. That's the voice of economist Dr. Michael Walden. We're also joined by Ian Scott from the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough. Um, how, how did this go this morning from uh, your viewpoint for the, the kind of economic well-being of our community? Well, thanks, uh, Andrew. We've conducted for our 14th year uh, the local business conditions survey, and we were able to reveal results from that this morning. And I think steady, stable, confident are the words uh, that best characterize the general response. Uh, We had over 230 businesses respond to our survey. We asked about a broad range of things, uh, but most of them believe that their outlook for the coming year, the majority, were in that steady, stable range. They're not looking, they're not expecting tremendous growth in their businesses primarily, uh, but they're also expecting some some stability. Hiring remains a major challenge, uh, both misalignment of skills and just sheer lack of candidates uh, for businesses that are looking to hire. Uh, That also came through loud and clear in the survey results. Is there any remedy for that in the short term? We think housing is a big part of the answer. Uh, more housing supply and certainly more affordable housing. Uh, we need a bigger labor pool uh, to attract candidates to work across all sectors. Uh, and that's noteworthy. Our survey covers a broad range of businesses of all types, all sizes, all sectors. And the pain points around human capital are felt pretty broadly. It's interesting if I can interject on the labor note. The... Um The current issue with respect to labor supply is ironically on both ends of the age spectrum. Older individuals who had been in the labor force, many of them are sitting out. So I tell business people, don't forget that demographic. Uh, You may have to change the job a little bit, maybe change the hours, but there's some potential workers there. And then ironically, uh, in the early 20s group of young people, uh, there are a lot who are not in the labor force who used to be. I think there are a whole host of issues uh, related to that, uh, some, of them, some of them not good. But those would be the two components of potential workers that if I was a business, I would look for ways if I can reach them and attract them back into working. You're listening to News on the Hill, and uh, the Chamber for Greater Chapel Hill Carborough had their annual economic forecast event this morning. We are visiting with Dr. Michael Walden, who gave the keynote speech and Ian Scott from the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough. Um, Ian, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what um, what you heard specifically from Dr. Walden's remarks that, that jumped out to you for something that applies to our community specifically. I was struck by the impact of consumer spending on our overall economic health. Uh, And the data about our wages in this region, our earnings, household earnings in this region, really bodes well. I think that's that's a a mark of strength for us Mm -hmm. locally here in Chapel Hill and in the broader Chapel Hill-Durham MSA. Excellent. Anything to add to that, Dr. Walden? Well, I I will throw out an idea that I talked about regarding housing supply, and it is all about housing supply in terms of moderating housing prices. It's not unusual for a fast-growing region to have big jumps in housing prices because one thing you can't manufacture is land, and housing needs land. And so we see the same thing all over the country where there are fast cities like Austin in terms of growth, Nashville, Raleigh. 
One idea I threw out is, and this is something that, that Raleigh may be looking at down the road where I live in Raleigh, but I think Chapel Hill could also. Uh, when you move farther out from the center of activity, like farther out from downtown Chapel Hill, land prices go down. The farther out you move, the land, land prices go down. What you trade off is longer commutes into the city if that's where you work. What if you could build housing farther out so it is more affordable, yet provide some sort of public transit? Raleigh's the, thinking about what's called bus rapid transit that would get people into their jobs. That could that could give us both lower housing prices as well as giving people who live in those houses farther out access to jobs in the city center. And obviously squares well with the north-south bus rapid transit line under planning currently here in Chapel Hill running along Martin Luther King Boulevard connecting campus both north and south. Definitely excited about that, but I, I've, I continue to be a little discouraged. I know there's not really anything to be done about this, but the timeline on that project is still pretty far out. Um, we're, we're still looking like in the 2030s before that people would be on that bus, right? Big infrastructure projects take a while to plan. You want to make sure you've done them well so that they anchor the kinds of community development and growth that we all want to see happen. So it's important to do it well, but we certainly want to see it happen fast. Yeah, it's definitely not a criticism, more just a lament, I guess. <laughs> you know, Andrew, another topic that was brought up today was the inflation. And we, uh, Dr. Walden noted that the rate of inflation has come down, but for a lot of people, they don't quite feel that. In our survey, we asked about uh, what businesses expect to pay for goods and whether they expect to raise prices. And uh, 64% expected that they would pay more, somewhat more. Uh, some expected their prices they pay to go up even more than that. Uh, but it, it seems most businesses uh, will be eating some of those costs because 51% of respondents also said they expect their prices to stay about the same. And if I can just add real quick, I'll put my professor teaching hat on. When people hear various folks in the media, especially uh, say inflation's down, what most people read that as meaning prices are down, and that's not what is meant. It's the rate of inflation. Prices are still going up, and they're always going to go up. We're not going to go back to 2019 prices. The point is people can accommodate maybe a 2 or 3% annual increase, particularly if they're getting pay increases. They can accommodate a 7 8 9 10% increase. So we're always going to have inflation. The point is we want it to be much more moderate than it has been. I guess my follow-up question here is I'm struck by the phrase, we're not going to go back to 2019 prices. And um, is that a statement that you could say going back five years at any point in history, or is this different with the kind of COVID interval? No, it's not different. Um, every time we have a bout of, with inflation, uh, you will see if you look post-bout, pre-bout, that uh, what happens, the federal government, primarily the Federal Reserve, is able to institute policies that get that inflation rate, the annual increase, much lower, much more accommodative. But you don't go back to prices. Now, some prices you do, but I'm, I'm talking on average. Uh, oil prices can, some food commodity prices can. But overall, what people should not expect, uh, and I think this is why a lot of people are still upset with the economy, they should not expect going into the grocery store or other places and seeing 2019 prices. Not going to happen. What they want to get to a point of is prices are going up at a modest 2% a year, but their pay is going up at 3% a year. That's, that's how we get ahead.
That's the that's the dream, right? Yes. <laughs> that's the voice of economist Dr. Michael Walden, and we also have Ian Scott from the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough. And time flies. We're just about out of time already. Is there anything that either of you'd like to mention that we haven't gotten to yet? Well, I would simply say I've been. I'm not a native here, but I've been here almost 50 years. This is an amazing area. The whole I'll call it the Triangle area. When you do grow fast, you have growing pains, and we see that in transportation. When I drove over here from Raleigh this morning, a lot of traffic congestion you see with housing prices. But we have smart people. We have dedicated people here. We have people like Ian in the chamber who can come up with approaches to deal with those issues. But you, but fast-growing areas do have growing pains. And I'll add we're excited uh, for the future of our region, where we're headed, uh, and our ability to help support local businesses through transitions that they're experiencing, there's a lot of optimism in our community, and there's a lot of reasons for optimism. Ian Scott, Dr. Michael Walden, thank you both so much for being here. 